Hello, and welcome to this episode. Uh, today, we're going to speak about social media presence and the humanities. And with me is my friend and dear colleague, Don Joseph. Um, and I selected him because, in my opinion, he's quite an expert about that topic. So, Don, <laughs> hi. <Yes>. hi. <laughs> uh, you're so, uh, I'm so glad that you're here. So thank you for coming. Thank you for being here with me. It's kind of strange speaking to you in English because we usually speak in French yeah, together. Yeah, we speak in French. So it's... It's something that's very new for both of us right I now. I know, it feels a little bit awkward, uh, but I think we can do it. So, Don, I know who you are, but can you tell our audience exactly who you are? And then we can start our cute conversation. Wow, this is a very existential question. I don't know. Do I know who I am? I, th I think I do. But Don can be very deep and, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try to, but you know, sometimes it doesn't always like, come out that way. But who am I? Who is Don Joseph? Mm -hmm. um, so to give, I guess, a background about my kind of career or what I'm doing now. Um, so I'm a sixth year and last year PhD student oh, at so University of Pittsburgh. I know I'm sad too, but I think it's great to have this next yeah. step. And also to know that you'll also be embarking on this next step yes. as well. Um, so I come from a really diverse background. So growing up in Lebanon, also in France, sometime in Spain and Morocco. So I've been ar around a lot. So for me, this question of who am I can be really complex. Mm -hmm. And it's always, you know, uh, marked by this, uh, you know, this idea of where is home for me or who am I? Yes. How do I place myself? You know, so anytime someone asks, oh, where are you from? It's like... Well, <laughs> today, yeah, the like, short uh, answer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, am I going to give you the short answer? Then I will just say Lebanon. But then I also live in the U.S. for a while. And yeah, yeah so. It kind of depends who is asking also. Like, exactly. Would they understand? Short answer for them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I'm saying Don is like very deep because because of this like broad background that you have culturally you just you don't have the short answer you're yeah. a complex person exactly. which i love about <laughs> you um so yeah i mean and and if you're more interested in who don is and i'm sure you are we're gonna have an episode where he actually talks about that background and that deep existential being so yes. stay tuned we'll and we'll deep. have we have another episode about that but today we want to talk about social media And being present, being online on social media and the humanities, because we are humanities scholars. I'm I'm still a PhD graduate student. Uh, Don is well, me too. Soon to, yeah, you still are, <laughs> but you're you're like a yeah on the way out. Much, I guess. You're a bigger fish than I am uh, on the way out. Yes, uh, and you've been doing this for longer than I have. So yeah. also, uh, but yeah, uh, social media. So. Don, do you have a social media presence? Like, where are you if you are on social media? You mm -hmm. are. Where are you <laughs> on social media? <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely do. And I won't lie. I will say that my presence was a lot bigger before. Mm. Um, I think that once I really hit this, and I think a lot of people relate to that, like the dissertation phase of my academic career, I had this halt. So it's like I just really wanted to focus on writing, And just trying to move on to the next step. Okay. Because, you know, it's just whenever you're really in this period that can be really anxiety invoking or you just really want to be done with something you've been working on for many years. Um, I just had to put all of my energy into that. 
And then as I found my rhythm and as I found that, you know, okay, you actually can do finish this project, you actually have what it takes to finish it, I became more engaged into social media again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had this kind of, I don't want to say tight-knit circle, but I guess it kind of could be like of other academics or people who are interested in kind of humanitarian engagement mm-hmm. on social media that I still kept in contact with um, either on social media or people I met on social media that I've managed to contact, have contact with them outside of social media. All right. So, yeah, I think it also speaks to like, like your personality because you're very, you're good socializer, like in person, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's, I think it's easy. I would say it's easy for you to like go out, reach out. I mean, yeah. uh, I think I'm a little bit like that too. No, like, Nala's also really <laughs> great at this. You have to give yourself credit. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it depends. For me. I think you're more open than I am. Mm-hmm. I just see, like, hmm, I think I would like this person. Like, how we came to be friends, I'm like, I knew. Because, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, I could tell, right? Uh, but I'm not the same with everyone. I think you mm-hmm. give people a chance more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, interesting. So, what uh, do you use social media for? Uh, is it, like, networking? Mm-hmm. What? So many things. I mean, I wish. So I use I use it for networking a lot, but it's a lot of just consumption of information. And I know that we there are a lot of people that talk about like, are we inundated by consuming so much information? And that's something that you know, it's great that we have tools like social media. You can be on Twitter or on Facebook or any other platform and receive and learn so many different things. But at the same time, it's so overwhelming. So I try to also limit myself in that, and I try to focus more on the building of connections. So to answer your question, yes, networking is something that I use it a lot for. Um, and it's been great in terms of you know helping me find my job or kind of learn about what it takes to go on the job market. So um, I've had contacts with people who are, you know, they've been tenured professors for a while now, so I think that it's safe to say they kind of know the experience of what it, what it, what it is to be on the job market as a graduating PhD student. So by being on Twitter, which is kind of my main platform, I'm not, you know, I'm too young, I think, to have Facebook as my main thing. No, no shade to anyone. But, you know, as a millennial, I think Twitter is like our go to. Um, And the academics that I've met on there have been just so helpful. And by giving me tips, um, reviewing, I've even had someone reach out to me and ask if like they could review my cover letters, which I found just like extraordinarily helpful because when it's your first time doing it, you kind of, you're thrown to the sharks. And I wanted to, you know, take advantage of the, oppor- the of the people that were reaching out to me to help me in this opportunity. So, yeah, networking for sure. And I think that everyone should take advantage of these opportunities because if you don't, they can just kind of pass you by. And we don't want that. We want to, you know, take advantage of any opportunity that comes our way. I really agree with that philosophy and that way of seeing social media and of using it. I think it's also very smart because we all know how toxic social media can be. Yes. And you were talking about that influx of too much information and like what to deal with. And we were just talking about that at lunchtime, actually, mm-hmm. about how for me it's it's too much sometimes. Yeah. Like I don't have a Twitter. I don't think I have a Twitter. And. Even though I say that it's great to have, I think it's better that way. Just stay off of it. There are other ways to network, you know, LinkedIn as well. I don't, do people actually network on LinkedIn? I, I don't I, even know what LinkedIn is for. Like, I honestly. It's changed so much. It's changed so much. 
Like, I remember I've had a LinkedIn for a long time now, but now I'm seeing it transform into like Twitter. And I'm like, so is this networking or are we sharing, you know, our wedding photos or, (laughs) you know, this is like, which is great. But like at the same time, it's not the same as it used to be. I know. (laughs) I think uh, LinkedIn, like when I first got LinkedIn, I think it was like in 2016 or 2017, something like that. It was professional like yeah you it was not like a facebook or instagram it was super or twitter it was super professional you knew the lines yeah i i never actually used it like i had a profile for so many years never used it and then last year i think i uh, i did like a new linkedin profile I'm like okay i'm gonna start using linkedin like professionally yeah. and i'm kind of disappointed because like you said i'm like where am I? Am I on Facebook in 2010 <laughs> or am I on LinkedIn in like 2023? Yeah. Uh, the information that I see, like I said, can sometimes be sometimes be like a off topic, maybe a slightly unprofessional even. I'm like, OK, so I have this presence. And I think sometimes it's just having that profile so that if people mm-hmm. Google you, they can see it. And I don't even care if it's not updated. And we can maybe talk about like how often we should update our profiles. But it's just so that people can see, okay, this is her, this is where she was before, this is where she is now, and just kind of like, that's my profile. But I I don't do much with LinkedIn because I'm like, I don't even know what's the point of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, So yeah, I'm I'm pretty confused. And then you were mentioning like the difference between the different platforms. And yeah, we like Facebook is just dead. Like I just, I, I, I haven't been interested in Facebook since like 2012 or yeah. something. It's a high school thing. Like it was it is, great in yeah. high school. I don't know why. It's just great for knowing when people's birthdays are. That's why I still have That's it. That's the only thing. And then, okay, the online messaging was quite nice, but I, I deleted it like two years ago and I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I haven't, you know, whatever. You have my usually number. Usually it's just kind of spam posting anyway. Because, yeah. you know, we all know those select few people who just spam their Facebook still. Oh gosh. So, I mean, other than my parents, I I don't know. I feel like it's also like a bloomer thing now. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was saying we're a bit too young. We, um, we're, yeah, we don't have time anymore yeah, for this. Don't. So, okay, so Facebook is kind of out, let's say. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no offense. They don't need us. Yeah, whatever. they don't need us anymore. Anyway. Um, and then I was, so I think my main social media is Instagram. It's probably the most, and I'm not even that consistent on it, but it's mm-hmm. the most that I, like, if I spend time on social media, it's it's Instagram. I think it's the only one that I have. Pinterest doesn't count because it's like. No, but I like, I, I remember when I was obsessed with Pinterest. I'm, obs- I'm still I'm, obsessed. Yeah, I Pinterest. still have to. I, I don't check my boards as much. I didn't know. You, oh my, um, I'm going to check. I, yeah, I yeah, actually I'll didn't know you. you had a Pinterest. Yeah, I used to <laughs> be obsessed with it. And I think that I stopped was because of this obsession and I would just spend too much time on it's, it. It's so time consuming. It but I, I like the visualization. Like, I've been to places because of interest. I'm yeah, like, it's IT, amazing. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to talk about that later <laughs> between between us. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Pinterest is kind of out. And then, yeah, so Instagram is one thing. So I think you do network a lot more than I do on Instagram. Like, I just use Instagram to, like, post things that I find beautiful in my day-to-day life or like not even my day-to-day life because it's more like when I'm traveling or something. So I have a very like limited the highlights. use. The highlights, like yeah. the things that I find find the most fun. Uh, and But sometimes I'll spend like weeks or months without logging into Instagram. Like I just, whatever. And then I don't really have Twitter. I used to have Twitter a while ago 
And I, I think it's, it's evolved, but it hasn't evolved like LinkedIn has evolved. Like you can still recognize Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Like Twitter from, you know, its inception, like <laughs> I think around 2006, 2007, yeah. it's pretty much the same as yes. Twitter now, yeah. except the, the interface, like the UX. Yeah, is exactly. Um, so I was wondering between like, do you have a, you have both a Twitter and an Instagram. Do you think one is more kind of professional than the other or do you find professional uses out of both of them or do you have like like specialized uses for each of them yeah that's a great question and in terms of sharing just information i think twitter of course is better because there are words you know Mm -hmm. whereas instagram it's mostly photo based and of course there are words but it's in the format of a visual right Um, So on Twitter, if you want to share, it's also easy to share links so people can click on things. You can post your Zoom webinar on there, you know, go crazy with that. Let us know. And also it's easier to have conversations because on Instagram, if you want to have these long conversations, like they're going to be in a direct message. So other people are not able to see them unless, of course, you're in someone's comment section spamming them. And then that's just like, is that really professional? I don't know. Like you guys be the judge of that. I would say don't do it. It's creepy. Yeah, it's a bit yeah, it's a bit too much. Whereas on Twitter, it's a threat. So anyone could be looking at it and maybe it has pertinent information for someone else when they maybe weren't thinking about it and they can actually just see it. They don't have to like, you know, be in your DMs or yeah. like harassing you or anything. Um, so for me, I think Twitter is still like the way to go in terms of like networking, sharing information. Mm. But, you know, that's not to say that Instagram is not it's not great because I also share a lot of flyers that way. And, you know, yeah. nice visuals are great to attract people's attention. Um, but again, also on Twitter, you can post same flyers. So I guess like Twitter is winning here for, yeah. for this debate. That's such a great point. Uh, I feel like having a conversation on Instagram like you said has this like creepy aspect of it because it's more intimate it's it's literally private messages or weird comments and and also I think yeah we associate Instagram with visuals because it is and we don't I don't use Instagram to read like to get into conversations exactly yeah um, or maybe it's like short, like, yeah, you, you can share, like you said, like images with text, like quotes or whatever, or sh- or really short text. Uh, but yeah, I think I would agree. Twitter is definitely much more conversational. That's the point of it. Oh yeah, I exactly. Guess that's yeah, the point of it. yeah. The whole point. Okay. So, um, let's try to like link back to the humanities. Not that we were not talking about it. We were, <laughs> but I'm just, um, trying to figure out because, I okay. So, can you give me before I ask you my question? Can you give me like a landscape, a paysage, mm-hmm. a landscape? <laughs> being a annoying? Paysage. A paysage. I don't know if you would even say that. <laughs> a landscape of the humanities, like pre- being present online on those, let, let's say Instagram or Twitter on those platforms or on Inst- or LinkedIn. Sorry, um, what is like? What is our presence? What is the presence of the humanity? Is it there? Like, does it have a place? Does it have Ah. a voice there? This is like reminding me of like this. There have been several articles that have been coming out about the humanities and does the humanity still exist? And this is kind of making me think about this or is the humanities, you know, in the process of dying? And, you know, yeah, just to answer the question that there's a huge, a strong presence um, of humanity scholars on social media, be it on Instagram or Twitter. Usually if you have one, you have the other. 
just that sometimes people keep one for just more personal things. But um, I think the more someone becomes a public intellectual, you know, I'm, I'm putting that in air quotes here because <laughs> I still don't know exactly what it means. I think that in a, in a certain capacity, we're all public intellectuals, you know, yeah. because we're sharing our work at conferences online. Um, but I guess that means someone that's kind of reached a certain level in their career. You know, they're, they're probably on TV or giving national or international speeches. Um, but, yeah, there are so many people, um, and not even just, like, professors, but students or aspiring students, um, undergrads, sometimes even high schoolers. So I've, like, seen, like, people being like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, in 10th grade, and I love your work. And I'm like, wow, you're already thinking about a PhD. Smart kids. Yeah. Smart like kids. They're, they're really on it. And um, I think that from what I can see on social media and the engagement that people have with humanities, like I think that there's still a lot of room for growth um, because I will say that from seeing humanities scholars on uh, social media, it does seem to be a bit lower than those who are in the sciences, for instance, um, because there are a lot more collectives around that. So like there are things like... um, people trying to celebrate uh, black people in science or people with disabilities in science. There are more groups and collectives Mm -hmm. than what I've seen in the humanities. So I think that we should be thinking more about how we can be more collective people rather than individualistic people. Because, you know, it's also like the humanities, right? I think we need to think more about this collective identity that we share. So I think that that's something that could really improve. Yeah, so reach out a little bit more to... To I mean, not yeah to the real world. I mean, like like you said, I think we have a presence. There are lots of mm-hmm. people that we can find. But yeah, maybe try to be more network a like network more. Yeah, um, and we should collaborate more too. I think that's something that we're lacking is collaboration. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, that's that, those are great points um, that you raised. So, yeah, I think um, based on what you are telling me, I would say that social media are great spaces for the humanities. Uh, Now, that being said, do you think there are some downsides to being a scholar or, you know, uh, trying to become a scholar or a scholar in progress, whatever you want to call it? Um, Are there some downsides? Are there some, like, dark sides of being on social media for us? I can think of one because I don't really use a lot of social media, as you know. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, do you see some like negative, negative sides to try to kind of, I don't know how you would say Definitely. like t- to vulgarize our research, like to make it more vernacular, to make it more popular. Um, yeah. So, like, I think that this question has many parts because there are many, you know, possible negative things that can come out or Mm -hmm. have many possible negative repercussions from being on social media. And one thing is that sometimes you can run into the case of people who overshare. So I think that when you're on... So so it's okay. Like, I don't want to judge how anyone uses their social media. That's not the point here. But if your page is marketed as, you know, being, you know, this academic page you might want to be mindful of the content that you're putting out. If it's not marketed that way, then it's kind of, you know, fair game. But I think that sometimes the line could be blurred between is this, you know, opinions on my behalf, on the behalf of my institution that I am employed by, or research centers or things like that. So I've seen some people get into, you know, trouble over these things. Um, Maybe they've made comments or remarks that they shouldn't have, and then, you know, next thing you know, they end up um, being in some New York Times 
opinion piece, right? Uh, and I think then if that's the point, then this is probably an actual public intellectual because they're getting traction from a, a major international source. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I, th- I think you just have to be mindful of the content that you're posting and, yeah. you know, who you're speaking with as well because you never know who you're speaking with. Um, so I've also seen people get into debates with people who are, you know, just really, really, really important in their field and they not realize it. And then they're kind of, you can tell they're probably blacklisted which, you know, it, you can run into a lot of negative things. So yeah. always being mindful of what Very you say, careful. who you're speaking with. Everyone should be respectful, but still critical, of course. But yeah, just but in a respecting, mm-hmm. respectful way, yeah. Wow, those are great points. Um, I think I, I absolutely agree. I think it depends, like, I mean, I, I draw a line. Like, even if my social media is for, like, my Instagram is not really professional. It's more like a personal thing. But it's not, like, personal, like, this is not the like you wouldn't know who I am yeah, just based like on my intimate inter- journal, you know. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's not my like daily, dear dear diary. Yeah, like Today, this is not our... I, no, that I don't do that. Like it's not like your burn book or something, you know. Exactly. So I I would say of course, uh, even like in your private life, you have to have that, um, you know, those boundaries. So. And those boundaries have to be even more pronounced when it's about your professional yes. career, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think it's, it, it's a great point. You have to know who you're talking to. You, and you also have to realize that everyone, anyone at any point can also trace you back. And, and Yeah, because your, yeah, your name is attached to it. Yes. Everything on the Internet lives forever, no matter how much we try to scrub things. And, you know, also another big everything. point, screenshots. If you deleted it, someone probably screenshotted it. So this, it's it's there forever. Someone will bring it up to you. you it might even be twenty years later. People exactly. just be mindful of what you're posting yeah. and yeah, what you're sharing. Those are great points. Um, I really love those tips. Um, so maybe can you tell us about? So Don has recently um, got a new job, right? So yeah. you will be. Do you want to? Do you want to? quickly talk about that yeah so um my new position is going to be at the university of missouri and it's a really interesting position so it's a part of a program called the pffd program so basically what it's promoting here is trying to get diverse faculty members at the university so with this candidates have either uh, one or two years starting as a postdoc and then you transition to a tenure track assistant professorship And um, I think it's an excellent opportunity to also be able to have a diverse network of scholars. Um, I can't really say exactly how many scholars they hire through this this opportunity, but I do know it's, you know, around, you know, 12, 13, 14 people. And I think that's a great cohort to have as um, younger or, you know, newly minted PhDs or maybe someone's coming in already with a few years on the tenure track or at another institution. Um, and this was something that also I was uh, able to connect with people that have done this program because it's a new program. It started in 2017. So it's not, you know, it's not that they have hundreds of people that have done it. So once I accepted the position, I was able to reach out to someone who's also on Twitter. And we had been following each other actually for a while. And I had no idea that, you know, she was doing this thing. And then she was like, oh, congrats. I just finished my uh, PFF, PFFFD uh, postdoc and now I'm assistant professor and I was like oh that's great and like 
we should like connect. And now she's been like telling me a lot about the institution. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations, Dot. I mean, Thank I've you. congratulated you already. <laughs> but, um, uh, and yeah, we're very excited for for you to start this position. I can't believe that you know soon. I mean, you will always be done to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of it's it's really exciting. It's it's quite cool. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask, and you kind of uh, started on that topic. But like, what was the role of social media for you in f- not only finding that job, but also in the process? Because uh, you have an excellent profile. I mean, this is not just me being subjective. <laughs> Um, this is kind of objective. Like y- people know who you are, and they really love your research. And and you're you're good. You're really present. You're you're a scholar that's really present there. So I try. I try. Um, oh yeah, I think <laughs> you you do. <laughs> um, ha- so what was the role of social media in finding that job, and also in you know like maybe finding some other uh, job opportunities when you were looking for for jobs uh, this past fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will be honest that for the Missouri job, social media didn't play a huge role in me obtaining this position or finding out about it just because the deadline was so soon. I actually had no time to contact anyone. It was so early, I remember. Yeah, and and I almost missed it, like almost missed the window to apply for it. So it's, yeah, I'm really fortunate that I didn't. Um, But for a lot of the other um, jobs that I applied for and that I interviewed with, and social media, what did play a larger role in it? Because um, so for one position, and I won't name any positions just so I don't put anyone on the spot, but um, I received kind of like a Twitter DM telling me like, oh, like we're going to be releasing a job ad and maybe you, this would interest you, right? So, and that's something that I wouldn't have received if I hadn't already been in contact with this person, which started off on social media and this person's a professor, so, and this happened to me at many other institutions as well. And also, there is kind of a good uh, ability to have mentors on on Twitter specifically. Really? Yeah. So I remember, like, I never do it myself because I am one of these people, and I think it's something I wish I could change that I would be more upfront about asking for help or asking for advice about things. Because um, I'm just kind of this person. I want to figure everything out on my own. Yeah, and, which you are very able to do, I have to say. <laughs> and I think that's something that has reinforced this ability to not ask for help. So I don't know. Hopefully I can continue the streak because I, yeah, I just, I don't know. That's something that I find strange. Um, but yeah, so sometimes you will see people that are on the job market and they will say like, oh, what should I do to prepare for a job talk? And then if this person is able to get good traction on this post, they might receive hundreds of comments of people saying, oh, you should do X, Y, Z, and these things will allow you to be a successful or hopefully successful Mm -hmm. candidate um, coming out of this job talk. Or people have said, oh, what should I wear? How should I style my hair? Should I eat a certain kind of thing when I'm, you know, supposed to be discussing some big (laughs) philosophical change that you're trying to evoke, right? So you can find just a thread, and they're called like threads, on pretty much anything. So just keep your... Yeah, exactly, (laughs) yeah. And apparently they are are not pastas with, you know, red sauce. Don't they say avoid that, but... Those yeah, are that's so been like a, I've insane. seen that so many times. I'm like, okay, now you know on the job market, don't that eat the pasta. That is so good because it's it's what we were saying at the beginning of this talk. It's about not just the networking but the information, right? Yes. It's kind of like, yeah, information is the most valuable resource, and that's the type of information. Yeah, you might have friends. Like I think you're definitely my friend that knows the most about our whole industry and a whole kind of 
the humanities and what mm-hmm. to do, I would go to you <laughs> uh, or my advisor, but you're my friend, so it's easier. Yeah, it's easier. Um, but yeah, if you don't have that, and or if you're not surrounded by you know people who are s- positive or can help you or know, uh, definitely you would know from Twitter and from all those types of websites. I think mm-hmm. you even used Reddit. Yeah, yeah, Reddit as well. So Reddit is something I don't... So I don't actively post on Reddit just because I'm afraid. Like that's uh-huh. thing. Reddit is, there's so many. So there are a lot of people that use all the other ones too. But Reddit is something that your posts can end up in a completely different section of the site. So like Reddit is great though because it's a forum, right? Yeah. So you can kind of just have your topic, go to it. There are uh, forums on people, you know, finishing PhDs or currently writing a prospectus, whatever. And, you know, if you're brave, post on it, you know. If it's a particular thread, then go ahead and do it. I'm just not that kind of person. Um, But you can find great tips. You can even meet people, I'm sure. Um, Another great, um, I don't know if it's considered social media, but it's kind of similar to Reddit. It's like Wiki Academia. Yeah. And a lot of us use that to kind of keep tabs on who's on the job market, how many positions there are, when was an offer made, accepted, rejected. And people are post, and it's all, you know, user data. So it's not like the university is reporting it. You have to yourself say, okay, I got rejected from this school. I'm going to say I got rejected. And yeah. So how accurate would you say it is? Because like you said, it's based on people. So Yes, and that's a, a big question that, Many people try to, you know, we're trying to see like, oh, because you can't trace anyone's information. It's all anonymous, right? Um, but I would say it's it's fairly accurate. And sometimes you will see people commenting like, this isn't true. I work at this institution. Uh, so they're calling people out. But for the most part, you don't see that. And since academia and the humanities is, you know, such a small world, I imagine the people checking this are, you know, like really anticipating something. So they're probably more likely to be honest than not. Um, just because you ha- they have nothing really to gain or to lose um, by saying that they got a job that they didn't or that they were rejected when they actually weren't or they never applied because it's it's only you know it's not benefiting anyone uh, at that point. Mm, that is that's that's true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so much information, and I feel like I am a prehistorical woman who like <laughs> needs to get online. But I, I have a couple more years. So yeah, you have time. I'll, I'll deal with all of this. And also, I still think that the best networking is networking you can do in person. Yes. And when anytime we have these opportunities, that's the way to have the best connections, the most long-lasting connections with people. And anytime you can make that, that great first impression, and remember, you have seven seconds. That's kind of the human window for that impression. So yeah. you have seven seconds to be great or horrible. So make <laughs> them count. And yeah, so anytime you can network in person, do that. I love that. And yeah, I'm definitely a more in-person type of person. But uh, yeah, those are all great uh, advice. Um, Before we end the episode, of course, we need to know where to find you on all of those social media sites. So would you like to share... I don't know if actually you would like to be found. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I actually have different social media accounts because I don't like mixing the like my professional accounts and then my personal accounts yeah so if you want on twitter i'm just don and then l joseph all together that's my my profile and then if you want to find me on instagram just don joseph 01 okay yeah 
That's but it. I won't give my personal uh, <laughs> Twitter. You have to keep some of that. <laughs> yeah, to keep some yeah. things for yourself. Yeah. Uh, Dan, thank you so very much for answering my questions. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> it is really fun. It's this, really yeah, fun. I love being on podcast. Uh, oh, we won't be over. We we'll still have some episodes together. <laughs> but thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, we will link all of Don's account that he wants to share with you, not the one that he wants to keep private. <laughs> but we will link them uh, when this goes live. And yeah, Don Joseph, you guys, thank you so much, Don. Thank and you, everyone. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode.